beautiful people out there in podcast land. My name is Paul Workman. I'm Zach McCoy. And it is your boy, Trev. And we are your Oscar Grouches. Welcome back to the Oscar Two Podcast Thursday show, Thursawa. Show where we take a look at the filmography of one of the most influential directors of all time. And what are we watching this week, Zach? We are watching the film The Men Who Tread on the Tiger's Tail. Produced in 1945, but not released until 1952. It's based on a famous incident from the 12th century, and it tells the story of a group of samurai trying to cross into enemy territory disguised as monks. Excellent, excellent. This is everybody's first time watching The Men Who Tread on the Tiger's Tail. Absolutely. Yes, it is. Uh, well, uh, first Asawa's because first I haven't seen Asawa. So, we finally got it down uh, now. I'm still saying the same thing and just trying to make it sound a lot it, less. It, it uh, sounded more more familiar. confident about it. It sounded more confident yeah. for sure. Yes, I'm, I'm trying. All right, uh, there's no Oscar breakdown because uh, this was produced right at the, right at the tail end of World War II. So much so that apparently they took a break from shooting so they could listen to Hirohito. Uh, uh, concede victory to the allied forces. Mm. So VJ day happens while this movie is going on. Lord. Okay. Uh, but apparently that uh VJ day opens up John Ford to come visit the set. <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay. <laughs> because you know, he's, he's shooting a bunch of propaganda for the allied powers. Yes. All right. Sorry, Let's had a boo boo. It's okay. <laughs> well, let's talk about, the men who tread on the tiger's tail. Let's talk about it. Whew. Ah. This movie is amazing. Yeah. I thought so too. I was on the edge of my seat for the whole thing. Amazing. 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 It's uh I I think it's great. I wasn't so sure after the first five minutes. I was like, is that guy gonna really laugh like that every right. 30 seconds or whatever? And it was, I was like, I, I knew it was going to be shot on one scene. I was like, okay, they're passing the same trees a few times. But after that got out of the way, it, I was on board for everything. It was great. Yeah, I think the story is great. Um, it just felt, yeah, you could tell they're filming in the same, like, they weren't tricking me. The sound, y'all watch this on DVD though, right? No, I saw oh, that. I thought Zach had oh. it on DVD. I thought you posted no, I just posted the picture of me watching it, but I was watching it on uh, oh, okay. Plex on my laptop. The sound quality, again, is terrible. Absolutely hmm. terrible. I didn't notice that so much. but And I just wasn't sure if I was supposed to laugh at this Porter dude, because like... Yes, you're very much supposed to. A hundred percent. Yeah. But I wasn't, laugh I wasn't laughing at him in like, a, oh, he's intentionally making me laugh. I'm supposed to laugh here kind of way i was laughing at him like dude this guy's fucking goofy and yeah. he's supposed to be you were you were laughing at him for the right reasons so it, it doesn't feel like it though you it is I, that's <laughs> that's this isn't even a debate i mean he you could say that in. i'm saying it i don't feel it on the inside like okay mm. well but he's put in there for that reason i think this movie right here more than more than anything we've seen so far sets the table for what Kurosawa's career is going to be like because we got we got samurai and we have obvious uh, Shakespeare influence which you know the Porter character is like a, a comedic relief character yeah, right out of a Shakespeare play. yeah he's very much the fool from King Lear mm. uh, he 
uh, at the actor's name is Kenichi Inamoto. He is incredible in this film. My God, his faces are. Yeah. And, and again, uh, and we're going to get a lot of this character who is the, the common man character who's not, who's in the midst with Japanese mobi- uh, nobility. Right. Uh, but he's there to kind of comment as the everyman. And like when we but get he's to an hit, idiot. He's supposed to be. So the common man's an idiot? Not, mm, not always, but. Apparently he, here, because the dude's a fucking moron, like an uh, absolute fucking moron. Mm, like I, I he think, has no redeemable qualities about him. Oh, I think he, he turns out to be pretty loyal to the group. I think he starts mm-hmm. out like he's kind of, he's scared because he, 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 once he realizes who they are, then he just has to act goofy and, um, unthreatening to them um, oh i mean he is unthreatening yeah <laughs> like, <laughs> these guys are straight badasses and like yeah. this dude's a clown he is un- he doesn't have to pretend to be unthreatening right so but like i oh, i can understand you know watching this again from a modern lens and not necessarily caring for the the brand of humor but it's it's a as much of an homage to old um theater i think than as anything and and he's a like '30s comedic actor, who uh, Kurosawa wants to put in this film to give it a little more levity because without it, it's just a bunch of very stern-looking men being stern. Mm-hmm. I kind of want to see. Really I want to see that. that I'm not going to lie to you. Like I'm cool with that. I don't. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get some of that. Just because we'll, we'll I don't. Of that, again, but... I don't know what the movie is trying. To, I think it has an. For me personally, it has an identity crisis. I don't know if this is a comedy or we're telling the story about a group of people and their relationships with each other and their loyalty to homie to get well, to the other side. You'll be, you'll be happy to know that the uh, the Japanese censors agreed with you and had this film banned, and that's why it didn't come out until 1952. They thought it was making fun of the situation, which is a very, like, Oh. Uh, like just as a a passed down historical right story that right. had been done in Japanese theater, including uh, uh, kabuki versions of it and no versions of it. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. Well, I I look at it as like you know kind of a tragic comedy in ways because there's a there are serious undertones. Um, but yeah, the the actors aside from you know the comedic parts are all measured and very very uh into their roles especially the guy playing uh what is Benjiro Okochi's character is Benki is that Benki yeah Benki he he's so good who's really who's, good who, who's doing this all as a no performance which is incredible as a what can you can you describe what that means yeah is what does that mean NOH like, yeah it's a it, it's it's a Japanese form of uh theater mm-hmm. uh not one that I've watched a ton of but you know much like kabuki it it's done very like melodramatically and yeah that that's why his meter and rhythm is the way it is where it goes Uh yeah 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 (laughs) sorry sorry if that kind of veered into no 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 it definitely didn't if if you watch this movie it's a perfect example of yeah what i just i just didn't want anybody listening to think i was making fun of it just if you haven't watched the movie that's how the actor sounds right Mm -hmm. yeah and no he's uh, he's incredible absolutely yes he is so is the other dude 
like the other, the other like kind of, I don't know, second in command in the group kind of dude. Mm-hmm. He yeah. was really good too. Really good. That's what I mean. It's like, I just, that's why I just felt like it had a real identity crisis on what the film was. I was getting fed, you know, pudding and jello. And like, I enjoy both of those, just not fucking on the same plate. <laughs> okay. I, uh, I also liked uh, Suzumu Fujita coming back. Uh, yeah. Sanshiro Shigata himself. Togashi. Sitting on the, uh, sitting on the front line trying to keep him out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I, I saw, I was reading like the notes about how, uh, you know, Kurosawa was trying to make another war film. And obviously things just, mm, nope, that's not going to happen. Your war is uh, well out of hand by that point. Um, yeah. And he, and he wants to make a film about um, the like a clan of Japanese warriors on horseback losing to firearms for the first time. Uh, yeah, so yeah that, people would love to go see that. But that yeah. would be a great movie. Then. It would. Like uh, maybe not then. You know, I totally get that. You know what I mean? But well, spoiler alert: we will be seeing that film. I was later. Gonna, that's a good movie. You know what I mean? Because that is a very important shift and wars just mm-hmm. in general to go from front lines hand-to-hand combat bow and arrow kind of stuff to we got fucking guns and cannons and then eventually we got fucking machine guns and mm-hmm. yeah so much like uh much like barton fink uh he he puts that project on hold and starts writing this one and allegedly writes it in one night yeah well, now, uh, now we know why it's only an hour long. Yeah. Oh, also, it's an hour long because uh, with with the Japanese uh, economy kind of collapsing as the Allied forces are inching nearer and nearer every single day, and bombs are falling on cities. Uh, uh, apparently, the power at Toho Studios wasn't wasn't uh, good enough to keep sets lit all the time. Right. Mm-hmm. So they needed to pinch the pennies, and he said, "Look, I wrote this. I only need one set, and that's why you continuously you can see, see them walking in." Yeah. So, so the fact that he makes this on like no budget with uh, with a script that he did in one night, I think this film is absolutely incredible. Yeah, yeah, and I don't mind it uh, being one set where they're you know when they're in the like the encamp encampment there at the border. Mm-hmm. Um. Because it works. I obviously there's a painted backdrop, and that's okay too. It, it, yeah, I love it, it. Works like a a play that's been filmed. I was gonna say, and, and I'm I'm a I'm an old Hollywood guy, so I like when I can tell that something shot on a set. <laughs> so I I was all in for it. The only um real scene that I didn't particularly care for was the uh the sake scene at the end. I thought that went on a little too much. Uh, why is he drinking so much? Is it because of the the stress and the upset over? Everything he's just been through and what he did to his um, leader. Yeah, smacking his leader with a fucking stick to, yeah. to trick soldiers into thinking he's not his leader. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, um, yeah it did. It did run on too yeah. long. And it really, it was just like the conversation piece went on a little too long and the dancing was super goofy. You know, then he went to sleep. I like the arms, dancing. <laughs> and somehow ended up in a think, sleeping bag. I don't think any motive. In the tree. And yeah, but it does kind of end up one of their robes. You know, when he wakes up and they're just gone. Yeah, 
I, I like that though. I think, like you said, it was either one of their robes or they just left him with, was it like a roll of money or something? I, I don't know, but a gift anyway, to just show their appreciation to mm-hmm. not, you know, selling them out and for <laughs> helping as he did, giving them heads up about stuff. So mm-hmm. I, I like the very ending. Um, the yeah. music's good. Um, oh yeah. Tadashi Hattori is doing amazing work on this. I, I was a fan. I, I dug it. Me too. Anything else, Tram? Nah. <laughs> nah. All right. Well, then we're <laughs> then we're gonna go on to our worsty judgments. Tram. Yeah. Where's the sitting in your Thurasawa rankings? So definitely an upgrade from the last two weeks. Um, I gave this a three star film. I thought it was. I thought it was good. Again, just I wasn't sure what kind of film I was watching. So that kind of took me mm. out of it. And again, the sound quality is just absolutely atrocious to me. So I gave it three stars. Um, I mean, it's sitting at my second spot on the list. I mean, again, I'm just going to keep sticking up for the sound qualities of the fact that these are probably not very well taken care of films and there's nothing they can do about it. Probably had some radiation damage. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I don't know. if they wanted to now, they could uh, do something about Maybe. it. They just don't want to invest the money. Well, you know, and it's not one of his more popular films. So if Criterion or someone else isn't, isn't doesn't think they're going to make the money to clean it up because yeah. You, yeah. you can only do so much with whatever funds you have. People, people don't yeah. work for free. For free. This dick ain't free. Anyway. All right, Zach, where's the sitting on your Thursday reading? So I uh, loved it a lot. I love uh, all the the hints and suggestions of things that will come in Kurosawa's career. And it really feels like uh, the first film that's really him. Sanchura Shigata is very good. And, but I think I think this feels, even for as quick as he wrote it and as short time as he fil- filmed it, I like all the elements here. And um, I watched it on my laptop on Plex with headphones. I didn't particularly notice the severe issues with the sound, but I don't know, maybe they're there. But I I liked it, and I've actually got it at my number one right now. I, I have it four stars, the same as I gave uh, Sanchiro, but I am giving it a slight edge. Nice. I really like the writing. How about you, Mr. Workman? Uh, so I gave this four and a half stars. It is my number one currently, I think. He is doing he is he is obviously making a movie he wants to make mm-hmm. and it feels nice and huh. the performances are incredible. The script is spot on. I think Inamoto's doing no wrong. I think he he needs him for the levity because again, cities are being bombed. This is a tough time for people and they need something to laugh at, so he takes a story that everybody knows and puts a character in it that they can have fun with. And then it gets banned. <laughs> banned. So, uh, I, I love it. I, I think this is incredible. I'm, I'm glad I got to watch this film finally. Yeah, me too. All right. Well, we're going to call it there. Trav, you want to let people know where they could find you on the media social? Of course. I'm on the uh, Instagram ZK audio. I'm on the Twitter and the TikToks, T R A V I O S C K. Or I'm also on Letterboxd ranking 
and rating my daily movie watches. And honestly, I really haven't been watching much this week. However, I did revisit The Mist. And it has been a long time since I've seen that film. And I thought it held up pretty good. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, That Frank Darabont, he knows how to make a movie. Make those. uh, He knows how to make those. uh, What's it called? Stephen King adaptions. Yeah. Yeah. He knows how to adapt to him very well. Indeed. All right. Zach, how about you? Where can the people find you online? You can find me on Critiker, Zach Master, X-A-K-K-M-A-S-T-E-R, TikTok, House Havoc, Letterbox, Searching My Name, Mr. Workman. Uh, you can follow me at Sharkdressman on TikTok, where Joseph Tampy and I are covering all sorts of shark-related material. And you can follow me at Father of the Fear across the platforms of Twitter and Letterbox, where I keep a running tally of all the films that I have watched. And Trav wanted me to talk about Spider-Man across yeah. the Spider-Verse. Mm. Like endless rain into a paper cup, Trav. I love this movie. Yeah, yeah. This movie's everything you want and more. God, Oscar Isaac's so, so good in this film. I would say I don't think we can overhype this film. No, no, you can't. Like, it literally it is, meets it, all expectations and exceeds them. And it blows yeah. some of them away. Yeah. And, and I'm. I, I will say because obviously everybody knows this is no spoilers. Part one, part two. Obviously, you're not going to get the full story mm-hmm. in this film. I don't think I've seen a film end on such a high note that isn't the ending of a film since Fellowship of mm-hmm. for me. Like, it's that mm-hmm. good of a stoppage point to pick up on the next film. Yeah. Like, it's that fucking good. Excellent. And, and it just, like, up until that point, it just keeps building with each each storyline that is going on at that moment builds and builds and builds and leaves off at the perfect place. Yeah. Uh, they're with a swerve, you know what I mean? So it's like you're watching the film and it's building and building. And then it's kind of like Barton Fink. You kind of get something you just didn't <laughs> expect at the end to transition you. And you're like, Oh shit. They just upped the ante. You know what I mean? It's God, man, the right, yeah. whoever, and... I don't, I don't know who's the writer on, the Spider-Verse movies, but good God, they need to be recognized for their screenplays because damn, they're good. Is it the um, same guys that direct? Uh, this one was written by Lord and Miller and David Callum. Okay. But they didn't direct this one. It was directed by Joachim DeSantos, Kemp Powers, co-director of um, Soul, and oh. Justin K. Thompson. Okay. And, and I'll just say, like, they do so much with miles in this film to from where he was at the end of the first one, how he starts in this one as kind of a more established Spider-Man. I believe he says he's been Spider-Man for a year and four months or something. Yeah. It's a year and four months. Yep. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to keep you from spoilers, Zach, but uh, I can take my headphones off. No, 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 no. I, I, <laughs> uh, so, so he's more established and a character that I thought was going to be throwaway becomes unbelievably like, I, I don't even know the words I'm trying to find. They, they took a C list character and elevated them so far from a place. I thought they ever could that I thought when I saw the trailer for this movie, that this character was going to be a joke and thrown away within like 10 minutes. 
and they elevated that character so far above where I thought they could. And uh, it it subverts so much of the first movie and builds on it. And by the end of this one, they have done so much with Miles that I can't wait to see what they do with him. And the next one, which I they reveal the title for at the end of the movie, which I won't tell you, Zach. Okay. But, uh, just just know that stick around a little bit and you'll see the the title yeah, for there the is no post credit scene but there is like you just said the reveal of the title at the end of you know there's always like two sets of credits the cool credits and then your yeah. typical hey yeah. ten thousand people worked on this film we're going to show as many names <laughs> the, as we can yeah the the above above the title names right before, yeah. before they kick into the, the below the title credits and mm-hmm. the fucking voice cast on this movie is out of control. Yeah. And you'll notice it as you're um like watching and be like, oh man, they really even up the ante on the voice cast on and there. And I'm not gonna say anybody. And the references, there, but so the references good. are so good. There were so many times in the theater where I was the Leonardo DiCaprio pointing me. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. There's so many Easter eggs, it's going to take you five, six watches to really yep. find Good. all the Easter eggs. Also, Phil Lord, uh, he wrote on the first one. But, mm-hmm. dude, this man also wrote Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs 1 mm-hmm. and 2 Lego and movies. the Lego movies. So yep. it's yeah. like, okay, I'm in on this guy. This and guy knows how to write a fucking film. And one of the greatest shows of all time, Clone High. Hi, <laughs> last oh, man on Wesley, earth. You have a DD. Second season is on HBO Max right now. Nice. Oh, see, I've never seen Last Man on Earth, but I know what it is. It oh, was it's, on. It's so good. I thought it was it was, on Fox. wasn't it on Adult Swim. It was on Fox. It was on Fox. Oh, okay. Used to watch mm. it on Hulu, mm. but it it's everything you want, Zach. And I can't wait to hear your thoughts yes. on it. I'm seeing it in about 58 hours. <laughs> yes. <laughs> So by the time this has come out, Zach will have seen it a week and a half ago. Yeah. Um, so there we go. That's where we're at. So that's the movie Zach's seeing in a couple of days. But what movie are we watching next week? Next week? Well, we had a little blip here in the schedule. So we're going to go back and revisit. Well, well we have not revisit. But we're going to look at the film where he was an assistant director before he became a solo director. And he edited it. The edit, did he also write this one? I thought we picked I th- a I think he yeah, I think he, he wrote he wrote, he wrote this one. He was assistant director and editor. And it's called Uma, which I believe is also the horse. I believe so. Yes. And it's available on YouTube. You could just look up what what year is it from? Uh oh, no, I don't have it oh, here. Sorry. 40... I didn't mean... My papers. Uma Fortnet forty one. So you could just go type uh-huh. in the Kurosawa Uma 41, and you can just watch this straight up on YouTube. YouTube. For free. For free. Which is weird that they don't have all these films we're watching up on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Some they can still make money off of, I guess. Yeah. Some some probably still have the copyrights on them. Some don't. Who knows how that works sometimes. Yeah. Just like there's a lot of movies in the... Uh, in the main series right now that I'm just finding on YouTube and some that I'm not right. right. But just how it cool. is. All right. So Trav, thank you for producing our show. Absolutely. 
And thank you for entertaining us every week on Leveling Up with Benjamin Bang. I try. Which I've got to get my uh, my notes show for that going. I don't know what that means. <laughs> I, I want to do a I want to do a, a a concurrent podcast with your show where I just do notes of all the things that you guys get wrong. Yeah. Oh, trust me, and it's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, so. Now that I've done, it, done making fun of Trav, we'd like to thank Chad Ramsey for a mess excellent theme song. We'd like to thank Megan and Jay Bellevue for our beautiful artwork. Follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Oscorsy Pod and on Facebook at the Oscorsy Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. Leave us a nice five star review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or Spotify. It really helps us be seen in the all almighty algorithm. Almighty algorithm. Five stars, please. Oh. Have some sake. Mm, sake. So, for Trav and Zach. And uh, Takeo Ito, cinematographer of this film, we would like to all have a damn fine day.